0: This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. BBC Sounds. Music, radio, podcasts. Guys, this is your warning.
1: We do swear occasionally.
0: Every now and then, we'll say the word sometimes, sometimes, and even maybe. But don't let that put you off. We're nice people,
1: we beep them out. <laughs> so your kids can listen. <laughs>
0: Enjoy.
1: And cross strikes in the first over. It's what England were looking for. Hartley falls down the track. Comes scoring this time. Chicken eggs. It's either six or out. It's six.
0: Welcome back to No Balls a cricket podcast with me, Kate Cross, and you, Alex Hartley. Al, we are both in the same city on the same time zone and it feels relatively normal again.
1: But we're still on Zoom because you can't come near me.
0: Yeah, that's not a COVID protocol, that's just my choice.
1: (laughs) I have showered. Well, not today, actually, because it's first thing in the morning. Yeah, I woke you up being like, Al, podcast time, come on. I was like, oh, why do I feel like I've been hit by a bus? (laughs) But no, we're in the same place, same time, because, baby,
0: it's The Washes. The Washes start tonight. This, hopefully, will be the most non-hindsight podcast we have ever done.
1: Yes. Uh, how's it all going for you? Because you the, for anybody that doesn't follow The Washes, weird,
0: start Why are you listening to this? It.
1: Yeah. You are supposed to start in a week's time with the test match. Mm-hmm but because of COVID protocols getting into New Zealand, you're having to fly earlier, so you're starting your WASHES with the T20s earlier.
0: Yes, so we basically found out that to go over to the World Cup, which is straight after this WASHES series, we have to do a 10-day hard quarantine and in order to get that in and still get preparation. So basically, if we'd have gone after our last Ashes fixture flown, done our 10 days. We were playing the first World Cup game 48 hours after we got out of quarantine and we wouldn't be allowed to gym. We wouldn't be allowed to train. So it would have been a shambles. So they moved the Ashes forward, brought the T20s forward, like you said. And it's been odd. It's been completely like, a to- it's been a tour where for the first time ever that I've known it, we've not thought about cricket. It's Ooh. like, that's not been the forefront of our, panic or stress or anxiety it's been covid it's been bubbles It's it's been everything else really and I don't know whether that's a good thing I don't like we'll hopefully be able to talk about that in a couple of days time whether it was a good thing or not but it's been weird it's been really weird
1: yeah it's it, I came to training last night and everyone was so relaxed everyone came to say hello Everyone seemed in really good spirits and normally like there's like this not anxiety around the first game, but for a number of years the first game has been a, a very big deal for England women, and
0: everyone's just like, "Meh." Yeah, I think we're kind of in that that phase of like we 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 don't want to make excuses for poor preparation, and it's not been poor preparation by any means. It's been not ideal. Like it's been, we've tried to make the best of a bad situation, basically. Like everyone's seen in the press that people's mums and dads were like batting against them and because we had to be on our own for that 10 days that we've obviously spoke about on the podcast. Um it,
1: but, that that's where Emma Lamb's boyfriend's picking up balls for, <laughs> for
0: yeah, her life. being like in a the ball. ball. machine.
1: And then <laughs> she was bowling and he's like, How many overs left? And she's like, Seven. He's like, Seven.
0: <laughs> he was fuming, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, we don't want to make excuses for the preparation. But we know it's not been ideal. And I think in a way that's taken a lot of pressure off us because all we can do is go out and play the best cricket that we've got in our like under our under our belts. Is that the right word? Like, the be, we can only do the best that we can do and what will be will be. But I think in a way, like I said, it kind of calmed everyone down because we've not had to think about the cricket aspect of it just oh, we've not overthought the cricket aspect of it just yet.
1: Yeah, that's good. I think I think it can work
0: in our favour completely but more importantly i'd love to chat about the fact that the mashes and the washes has caught on
1: right and we're not whoever it was that dm does or emailed us it you know who you are
0: we can't remember who you are thank you but other people are claiming it and it's ours it is completely ours it's not ours it's the, it's the anonymous it was an instagram comment actually so we'd be able to go back and find it But yeah, Isha tweeted and Isha's got a lot of followers and she tweeted about the Mashes finishing and the Washes starting and we love it.
1: Yeah, and it got said on the men's Ashes on BT Sport.
0: By Dan Norcross. Shout out to Dan Norcross. That's going to be a theme in this episode. You will understand soon.
1: But yeah, so Mashes is finished. Um, On that, I was gloating last week that I'd never lost a men's Test match. Uh Um, Quickly, quickly lost a Test match. Very
0: quickly lost a Test match, actually. Mm. Yeah, you said to me yesterday that you've been quite overwhelmed with how busy you've been since you've been here. And I was like, yeah, three days working is hard work. (laughs) Do you get half pay for that? I hope not. (laughs) Anyway, what have you got in your sticky note this week? I've got a few things on the sticky note. And the first thing I want to talk about is stop moving the robot. (laughs) I was so good how funny was it that they then put a sweatband on it the next day they put the bandana on it
1: honestly so I made friends with one of the cameramen because his job was to sit at the back of the building not facing the cricket facing the bloody I don't know what it was facing like the industrial estate of Lunston. so he's bored so we're just chatting all day and um, he's like have you seen the robot I was like
0: no he's
1: like go and have a look at the robot and I was like okay and he's got a head on it.
0: (laughs) So a little bit of context for anyone that hasn't seen this that doesn't follow the matches don't know why you don't follow the matches but Stuart Broad was running in and the little it's called the Foxy Rover isn't it the little like car thing that flies around the boundary and he was running in and as he gets to the stump mic it obviously puts him off and he pulls out of his bowling action and he shouts as, as he can stop moving the robot and then since then it's become like a meme it's all over the internet.
1: It's got its own Instagram page, a Twitter page.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love stuff like that.
1: <laughs> me too. Me too. And um, I've not got any cricket based things on my sticky but I have I have got some stuff. Go on then. So wait. I was on the planet yesterday. Wait, how are you? Oh, sorry. I'm good there. I'm actually really hungry right now. But other than that, I'm good. Thank you. Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm fine, thank you. I feel like we look good today as well. Yeah,
0: we're good. We're fine.
1: Okay. So I'm on the plane yesterday and it's um you can't go to the toilet because of COVID when you can't wait, can you? You've got to wait for it to be free and go. Right, okay. So the green lights on. I get up, go for a week, open the door. This man stood there with his Todger out. Oh no. Having a week. <laughs> oh, no. And I went, oh, and he went, oh, sorry. And he shut the door, locked it again. and he, he came out of the toilet. He's like, sorry about that. I was like, did you not lock it? He went, no, I thought I'd be all right. What? On a
0: public toilet. What? That's a know. very dangerous game. Like That's like toilet roulette. Yeah. Oh, what a sticky note. That won't get topped. <laughs> yeah, mad that, isn't it? Very good. Um... Uh, I've only got one other thing and it's a bit of a U-turn from me. Um, I think I said a couple of podcasts ago that Marnus Labashain is the most annoying cricketer that I've ever stumbled across. Yeah. And I want to retract it. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I think he's my new favourite person in the world.
1: Okay. Why?
0: Because he tweeted. Well, he's done a few good tweets recently. That one where he got <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life of him tripping over and getting bowled. Um, and then he tweeted saying that he got a good one early, and I really appreciated that. But then he also tweeted thanking Joe Root and the team for coming over, and it's not easy in bubbles and COVID and a lot of sacrifice to get there. And I just thought that was a really nice touch. And I genuinely just think he's a boy who loves cricket, and that's yeah. it. And that, it, it, that just shines through. And so I retract what I said about him being annoying, and he's now my favourite. Okay. Is Steve Smith still the second most annoying? Well, he's top now because Marnus isn't the most
1: annoying. Yeah, don't mean to brag, but I did have a drink with the most annoying cricketer on the planet the other night
0: with Steve Smith. Yeah, nice.
1: Yeah, and I, I, do you know what? It was really surreal because I know it shouldn't be surreal because I play cricket, but I'm sat with Scott Boland, Steve Smith, Stokes, Broad.
0: Do you, like, want all up, do you want to pick all that, these up?
1: Yeah, and I was just like, "How am I?" And then obviously I was with Stephen Finn, who knows them all. I was like, "Am I allowed to like?" Ask for a selfie, or should I just play it cool?
0: <laughs> Did, please tell me you ask for a selfie. Oh, Can I have no. a good photo? <laughs> yeah, imagine, that'd be a great selfie. Yeah.
1: Right, enough about the mashes. If you've got nothing on your sticky note, this week's guest?
0: Let's go. So excited for this one. Crossy,
1: it is time to introduce this week's guest, and I'm so excited. They have wanted to come on for ages, but more importantly, the public have wanted them on forever. And I reckon she has our most asked for guest. So with great pleasure, we've got Danny Wyatt.
2: Hello, girls. Good morning. What an honour it is to be on the pod.
0: <laughs> Dan, genuinely, you're our most asked for guest. Like we must get three emails every single week. I think it's from your mum, your dad and your brother asking to come on this podcast.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if I believe that, but yeah. I've seen the odd tweet and I'm finally happy to be on your podcast. And I do actually listen now and again, especially in lockdown as well. Um, It got me through those hard few weeks, so
0: you're doing a great job. Oh, (laughs) should we just leave it there? That can be it. Yeah, that'd be it. No Ashes preview needed. No Ashes preview. Dan, um, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. A bit better after the,
2: the first week in Canberra bit stressful with all the COVID restrictions but now we're allowed outside. I love the Adelaide beaches Um, and the coffee is amazing so yeah it's nice to have a bit of freedom.
0: You're actually in your element in Australia aren't you like this is your home away from home.
2: Yeah as soon as I land in Oz there's just that special feeling in my body that I don't really get anywhere else but yeah I love Australia Um, and yeah just really happy to be here and we've got uh, what's called an ashes <laughs> <laughs> and I can't believe it starts tonight. I know I can't believe it. it's not it's still not really kicked in actually but um yeah I'm sure when I'm walking out there with Tammy it'll all kick in and I'll get that buzz. How's the prep been going? Is it been going all right? Yeah um I mean it's not been ideal prep but there's nothing we can do about it just gotta do what we can. Um had my partner Georgie on the bowling machine feeding me <laughs> Christmas. Um, and yeah, I know Glennie's had a dad batting against her over in Derby. Um, Heather's Tim's been bowling at her in the net. So it's not been ideal prep, but it's been enjoyable and we've done what we can do. So hopefully we can go out there and smash them.
0: Did, uh, did Georgie not have a bowl at you?
2: She said she's got a poor shoulder, so she didn't bowl.
0: (laughs) Bowling (laughs) workload just spiked.
2: (laughs) Yeah, she um, she threw she threw at me a few times, but she just kept saying, "I want to bat." She gets bored, but uh, (laughs) yeah, I threw I
0: threw threw a few beamers, but (laughs) she was loving it. So Dan, we were trying to work out how many times have you been to Oz now?
2: I was chatting about this to Georgia always not long ago. I reckon this has got to be. I've got to be
0: in double figures. Must be so, uh, you play for every Big Bash team. I've
2: <laughs> played. For, I've never played for more than Renegades. I have played for Renegades <laughs> in years. Um, Victoria a few times. Came here for a random holiday for three weeks. Got called up for England when I was on the beach in Sydney when I was eight. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I reckon I've got to be double figures.
1: Maybe 11, 12. God. and where's your favourite place? Like have you got a favourite you've got one place that you go? Oh, I can't
2: wait to go back there. Yeah, Melbourne. Melbourne's definitely the best city in Australia, without a doubt. The weather's the best. Everyone says the weather's rubbish in Melbourne, but it's definitely the best. The beaches are class. The food's amazing. There's sport everywhere. The people are really nice. Um so yeah, looking forward to going back there soon.
0: It's gonna be a bit of a shame because we're probably gonna be a bit more locked down when we get to Melbourne, aren't we? Because it's just before we go to the World up so we might be a bit tighter with the bubbles
2: but well, there's nice places to go out and walk outdoors the botanical gardens <laughs> we've got <the> beaches <laughs> we'll really make know.
0: it work
1: <laughs> i'll just wave from afar we're like hello yeah we can go on a walk
0: we were half hoping you might say your favorite city is canberra because you've got some really special ashes memories there haven't you
2: Yes, I do. I really like Canberra. And, yeah, that, that was a special night. Um, a weird night, actually. I don't remember much about it. I just went out there and batted. And I was on 95, not out. And I, that's when it really kicked in that I, was, I could get 100 here. And that's when I started getting nervous. I, I was batting with Heather Knight at the time. And um, we looked at the scoreboards. So I don't really – I'm not one – that keeps looking at the scoreboard to see how many we need and work out what run rate we need. I leave that down to Nat or Heather. (laughs) I just try and not not think too much and just play to my strengths. Um, And yeah, I said to Trev, I was like, oh my God, I'm on 95. Trev, what's going on? (laughs) He started clapping in the middle of the pitch. (laughs) And I was like, right, shall I try and hit a six? And then was like, no, no, no. So I think hit a was on 99. And then at least Perry came on when I was on 99 out. And I was like, so nervous. I just froze. I was like, if she bowls it straight here, I'm gone. <laughs> and then she, she bowled a short and wide one. I just stuck my bat out there and it went out to cover. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I got out the next ball.
0: <laughs> when you get 100s so I've never scored 100. I was never, you never scored 100, have you? Al? No. Um, what no. Do you think about the celebration before you get your 100, or do you just do? I've always wondered this about batters.
2: Um, no, not really. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, like When I do get that single or boundary that takes to 100, that my first thought is, do I take my helmet off or not?
0: <laughs> we spoke I'm about like, this on the podcast.
2: And then I'm like, oh, no, helmet hair, that's not going to be a nice picture. <laughs> so I think every time I've got 100, I've left my helmet on. Because I can't take my helmet off if I've got my gloves on. So it's just a faff. You have to take your gloves off, put your back down, take your helmet off. Then by then, everyone's probably forgot you've got 100 anyway.
0: Stop clapping.
2: (laughs) So I just go, yeah, thank you. Well, yeah, it it is a special feeling to get 100. And hopefully
1: I can get another one this series. My favorite interview came on the back of that 100 because the interviewer said, Dan, you know, you've obviously got 100, you've done really well. And can you remember what you said?
2: Didn't I say? It was Lisa Stalake and she was smirking at me. And then yeah. I, she said something like, oh, you've been sat on the sidelines for the last six weeks. i can't remember what she said. Something about, are you ready for this match or were you ready for this series? And I said, well, I've been in the nets for the last six weeks. So <laughs> um, yeah, I think
0: I was ready. <laughs> I've just been having throwdowns for six weeks.
2: Yeah, like, I've just been having throwdowns downs from Ali Maiden for six weeks so yeah.
0: You're my favourite interviewer Dan because you always credit the staff. I remember when you got 100 in India and you, you thanked Ian R.S. and C for helping you with the yo-yo because you, you ran your twos really well that day.
2: I don't know what it is I think I just keep thinking about people in my head that have helped me to get where I am today or have helped me in the last few days so I just like say their name
0: that's really sweet though like they never get credited with stuff like that. it's always your batting coach or whatever but ian bless him ian was loving the fact that he got a shout out
2: <laughs> yeah i was like thanks to ian duran our s and c for <laughs> all the fitness sessions he's done with me in the last few days
0: <laughs> oh i love it dan you must be one of the most capped players in the team now you'd like a genuine senior player i think we've we've worked out you've got 203 caps like
2: right? Way more T20s than ODIs.
0: You're not far off your 100th in ODIs. So I think you're about 88 on with ODIs. Getting um, old. I know, I know. Um, but we thought we'd pose the question to you. Would you rather lose half of your caps, but you get to make your test debut? Or would uh, you rather keep your 203 caps in T20 and you know, ODI?
2: People recently have asked like what it would mean to me to play my test, uh, to make my test debut. And it does, I've thought about it more lately and I really want to play a test match before I have my boots up. Um, But yeah, going back to your question. oh, That's a tough one, that is. Um, We
0: asked the really challenging questions on No (laughs) Balls.
2: Tough one to start with. (laughs) I don't know. I don't like throwing away England caps, so maybe not making my test debut. Wow!
1: Okay. I was actually thinking last night, and I was going through the side for the T Twenty stuff, and I was I could figure it out. Like, fine, I know what the team's going to be. Um, do you though, Al? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's, unless Kate Cross is playing, I think I know the side. We shall see. Um, I can't remember where I was going with that. Yeah, but I. Talking about the Test side, Dan, I actually think you'd make a really good number seven in Test cricket with the way you're playing your cricket at the minute.
2: Mm, I'd love to play. I'd love to bat in the middle order and take the bowlers on. Um, yeah, I feel in a good place technically. I've worked on a few things over the summer with John Lewis, our batting coach. Shout out, just... John Lewis. Yep, John Lewis, there's another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, literally just been working on hitting straighter and with a slight move my bottom hand because I've got a dodgy grip. Um, You've got a dodgy be- grip
0: because you broke your wrist, haven't you?
2: Yeah, I fell out of a tree when I was 10. <laughs> uh, I was watching Tarzan with my brother, my older brother Ryan, at my or Bagley's house. Went over there. For- <laughs> I think mum and dad just dropped us off um we spent the afternoon there watched Tarzan and then we wanted to go and uh do what Tarzan does but I Ryan he actually said to me don't tread on that little branch on the tree or I shall fall so what did I do I went and trod on it fell out of the tree missed Bobbed Dwyer by that much broke my wrist and fought at the same time um so yeah that's why I've got a dodgy grip if
1: anyone notices but would you play for England if you didn't have your dodgy grip
0: these
2: are the funny questions. But it does enable me to hit the ball in weird areas, so I'll take that.
0: I don't know what we were talking about now to know why we've gotten to Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said you've been working really hard. You're in a good place with your game. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Um, how do you feel... Well, In fact, like, let me ask you a better question first. Do you prefer opening the batting or do you prefer middle-order batting? Um, T20,
2: love opening the batting. I think two fielders out. Um show intent be brave all of that. Uh, that's the best place to bat in T20s I reckon. Um ODI I've really enjoyed batting batting in the middle order in the summer.
0: You've done um, so well there as well. Like almost kind of changed how we attack that phase yeah. of the game.
2: Well, I didn't realize Lisa told me in, um, in our reviews, that I average seventy, batting at number seven. Wow. Um, but I mean, you get a lot of not not outs like that.
0: Take it. Take those take stats, it. Dan.
2: Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm just happy to be to be anywhere in the order, really. Um, Mark Robinson used to say another shout out. Used to say I was a versatile player and I could bat anywhere in the order, so
1: um, I'll take that. I mean, if you if you are bat the way you do in T20s opening, stick there. And if you've averaged 17 LDIs, please
0: stay there. <laughs> what would you say has been your biggest high in cricket?
2: Probably that 100 in the Ashes. Because if we needed to win that match to draw the Ashes, even though we didn't retain it, because they won before. And the 124 against India a couple of games after that. It was a was a special moment as well in Mumbai, one of my favourite places to play cricket. Um, yeah, I've got a number of highs in cricket. Maybe when we won the Ashes as well in Australia and in England. And winning the World Cup in 2017, even though I was on the bench. One of my highs um, in cricket was when I won Kate Ball in the World Cup
0: final. <laughs> Talk us through that, please. Tell people oh. what Kate Ball means. So
2: cake ball is, well, the people that are on the bench
0: normally play the game because obviously you guys that are playing don't think about it. I have seen Um, Catherine Brunt call cake ball at the back of her own run-up whilst I've been fielding at mid-off.
2: So I think you get two cake balls a game, don't you? Or is it three? Well, it's two or three. So if you sense there's a wicket coming, you shout cake ball. And if you get a cake ball, everyone that's playing has to buy you a piece of cake and a coffee. Or whatever, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just sensed that Anushrutol was going to take so many wickets when she came on, and I'm pretty sure I got three cake balls in that World Cup final. You did, you did. And the guys it... on the bench with me still owe me that cake and coffee. I'll actually oh, actually, did they? I thought. Did Susan buy you a cake? I thought the physio. Susan, if, Susan the physio, absolute legend. Another shout out. <laughs> he.
1: <laughs> Bought me a cake, and that was it. You're still owed. Bye. Who who still owes you then? Beth Langston, Hansel. Langston,
0: Danny Hazel. Yeah. Uh, George Alwis. You know um, what, Dad? I'm going to buy you a cake after this, as as oh. the cake the cake ball queen, and, and no one's bought you your cakes yet, other than Susan. Shout out Susan. Um, I'm going to buy you a cake.
1: Oh, thanks, Crossy so they're all your highs in cricket Wyatt what are all your lows have you got one moment where you think
2: cricket is full of lows as you know I've had a lot of lows in cricket but I'm I quite like to say that I deal with them quite well yeah if you know me I'm quite a relaxed live life to the full, and happens kind of girl um and it's only a game at the end of the day and there's you know a lot of worst things you could be doing in life um which is how I look at it but I mean when when you do get a low it's not nice um and yeah I've always kind of like bottled them up and just cracking on with it but the last couple of years I've definitely been better at speaking to teammates or loved ones family members about how um I'm feeling which has been a lot better really nice to get off your chest yeah um i mean i've had a weird international career i mean i started off as a opening bowler bowling off spin <laughs> and i've been stuck on 46 t20 wickets for about six years oh no so i want to get to 50 i want to get to 50 t20 wickets you um, need to
1: tell heather that and then when you're playing like a world cup i'd say and you're playing yeah. like Ireland or someone be like i need to bowl. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Trev, I'm retiring soon, let me have a ball. Um, but yeah, I've been batting up and down the order um, for the first eight years of my career, which has been quite tough to deal with. Um, like looking back now, I think I was a waste in my first few years of playing for England. Like i was just thrown in to be a pinch hitter. And I look back now and I'm like, oh, I wish I wasn't like that.
1: You didn't have a role. Would you wish you had more of a role?
2: Well, I was just thrown in to be aggressive and that doesn't matter if she gets a couple of boundaries and gets out. Like She's done the job for the team, whereas I needed to be a bit more selfish and do what works for me. And yeah, I mean, since Mark Robinson came in, he changed my career, him and Ali Maiden. Um, They gave me a role of opening in T20s and batting number, I think I was number six or seven in ODIs for... Um, a couple of years which was nice but before then like the first six years of my career I was
0: yeah I look back and I'm like gosh I couldn't even bat back then. <laughs> I was just gonna say I feel like that's quite a difficult role to do when you're so young and inexperienced like if someone gave you that role now knowing what you know and having all that game experience under your belt I feel like you'd completely dominate it but when you're so mm-hmm. young and you're trying to impress everyone around you and you get told to be a pinch hitter you think you've got to hit boundaries every ball that must be quite difficult to go and do especially on an international stage
2: yeah definitely I mean now like obviously that is my role in t20 to be aggressive and be brave but you do it in a in a clever way like a smart way about smart like I don't go out and be reckless you want to picking the the bowlers you want to attack
1: and just being smart about it I remember when you first started opening the batting and I played against you when you were playing for God, I can't remember who you played for. And it was, yeah, it was staff. So I was going to say stoked, but it wasn't. And you and Elise Villani were opening the vine. And I don't know if you remember this game, but you both like got 100. It was, you were like 200 for none after like 20 overs. And I bowled mm-hmm. my first over, first and only over of the day, <laughs> and it went for
0: 30. It's a good day for you, Al.
1: And I think, Dan, you actually could have ruined my T20 career.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I do like spin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pick the people you want to target. Um, Dan, talking about loads of cricket careers. This is really loosely based on your cricket career, but I thought it'd be a nice opportunity to tell a little story. So when me and you first got into the England setup we had a training camp down in Canterbury and we were 14, 15. We were quite young, weren't we? Long way to travel. So my mum had to chaperone us down to Canterbury because we got the train and she needed to make sure we got all the right changes and stuff. And you, we picked you up at Stoke and you got on on the train (laughs) and you were like, Crossy, is my neck all right? And you had this massive gash on your neck and I was like, no, Dan, it doesn't. No, it looks quite sore what's happened. You were like, oh, my dog's just bit me. <laughs> <laughs> what? You were so blase about the fact that your dog, which was a Rottweiler, like <laughs> thrashed at your neck. You just got on the train and came to Canterbury with us. Low point? Yeah,
2: I look back now and she was actually, she was the best dog we ever had. And I just gave her a hug because it was like one of my first away trips with cricket. I just gave her a hug. I was like, bye, Zilla. See you in a few days. or oh, however how long were we were going for. I think it was only like two nights. Then she bit me on my neck and I was like, oh, no, we're going to have to get on the train with Crossy and I've got a big gash
0: on my neck. My mum was like, I think we need to get you a tetanus jab. <laughs> yeah. You just came along
2: on the train. And the doors open and I was like, hi, morning.
0: <laughs> oh, I've never known anyone so calm about a dog bite in the neck.
2: Yeah. That's just me all over, literally so relaxed.
0: Like, yeah, yeah whatever, Bit me. <laughs> You're actually involved in
1: quite a lot of my loosely based cricket stories. And my favourite one is the story of when you first went to India. Now, I don't really know this story, but it's about showering with a tuby grip <laughs> on your face. Uh, yeah, in 2010,
2: that was my first England trip. Now, I think you should tell the story because I don't know it because I wasn't there. So I used to be so gullible. I don't think I am now. But I used to be very gullible. I used to believe anything that any of the girls said or any of the coaches said. Um and Charlotte Edwards used to absolutely rinse me. Um still does. And first time first night we get there, I go to shower and Charlotte Edwards Jenny gone. There was a few girls in on it said that I had to shower with a tubey grip over my head with a patch across my mouth <laughs> so that no, so that none of the water from the shower would get into my mouth. Um, and I'm moving with Jenny gone, and she's the most innocent or most loveliest human being ever. And she felt so bad. Because I literally couldn't get the tubey grip across my head. It was so tight. She had to help me. <laughs> and she felt so bad she felt so bad She was like oh dan you don't you don't really have to do it it's okay they're just having you on and i was like oh so there's me trying to get the tube there's actually a picture there's a picture of me with it across my head
0: um did it anyway. work did it keep the water out
2: well she told me you didn't have to do it so i didn't i didn't in the end go into the shower with it all oh, but then there was wow. the time, like ian crump another shout out SNC old s and c um he came up to me once and said that if you put a TheraBand across both of your fingers um, and do this, it strengthens your fingers you're able to spin it more. So I believed him and I was going like this. <laughs> <laughs> like a few times a week. So yeah, they just used to get me with things like that all the time.
0: You, you feel like people
1: have moved on from you now and gone to Sophie Eccleston.
0: Or Sarah Glenn.
1: Or, yeah,
2: probably Sarah Glenn or Maya Bouchier now. I reckon Maya's big target. (laughs) Yeah, Maya
0: does believe a lot of the things you tell her. Um, Dan, we can't have you on this podcast without talking about the tweet, the infamous tweet that you had where you Mm -hmm. asked Virat Kohli to marry you and you spelt his name wrong.
2: (laughs) I know, can't believe that. Um, Yeah, obviously it was only a joke because I think it was in the World T20 in 2012, maybe. And I actually got dropped from the England squad for that World Cup in Bangladesh. Um, and I was at home watching India and I think he was on like 70 odd, not out, and he was batting so well. And as a joke, you just do a tweet saying, wow, Kohli married me. <laughs> Cause like, wow, that was a great knock. Put my phone down, didn't expect anything from it put my phone down, picked it up uh, 10 minutes later, and my phone is going crazy. Like, all these Indian fans go mad, saying, I can't believe you've proposed to the Indian captain. <laughs> um,
0: what what's, a terrible proposal.
2: Yeah, what's Anushka Sharma going to think of this? And I, I've, quote, tweeted something about Anushka, um, saying something like, oh, she'll get over it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> i've replied saying oh it doesn't matter um and then i actually saw virat the year after so india had a warm-up game against derby at derby where i used to train and i was on the balcony and he was down below waiting back and he spotted me i've never met him before and he was like are you the girl that did the tweet i was like yeah i'm so sorry i didn't expect to get that (laughs) <laughs> to get so many retweets he's like oh you have to be really careful what you tweet these days I was like oh yeah no I'm sorry but he was really nice about it he gave me a he gave me one of his bats as well so he can't be that but, annoyed
1: but he didn't accept the marriage proposal no he didn't accept it unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> right what are you most looking forward to for within the ashes it can be on the field off the field it can be anything
2: most looking forward to celebrating a Ashes win. I think it's about time we've got those Ashes back and we show the Aussies how much we've improved over the last couple of years. So, yes,
0: come on. Love that. Inspirational. How do you feel about the fact that the T20s have moved before the, before the Test match and we're now starting with them a couple of days earlier?
2: Yeah, actually quite... Like that the T twenties are first, gets going. And I think it's our strongest format as well. So if we can um beat them in these T twenties, then that'll start us off in good stead.
0: You mean you mean say the one test match that we play every fourteen months isn't our strongest suit?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, which Aussie bowler do you face and you go, Oh my god, I just really want to hit you for six? Um
2: at least Perry. Played against her so many times. We've come up against each other a lot over the years, um, and she is the golden girl. So it's nice, nice to hit her for six.
0: You look like the golden girl at the minute with this sunlight that's going on in your screen. I
2: don't know what's going on. Sorry, oh that's bad. <laughs> no, you look
0: great. You look great, yeah.
2: Um,
0: who do you hate getting out to most in the Australian team?
2: Um, Jess Jonathan, because she just bowls it straight and straight (laughs) yeah I hate getting out to anyone
1: slow and (laughs) (laughs) finally would you rather be stuck in a lift with Steve Smith and Marnus Labashain Hmm. or Lanning and Perry definitely Labashain and Smith
2: (laughs) that would be so fun Oh, I think it'd be so awkward if I was in a lift with... Did you say Perry and Lanning?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that'd be mega awkward. Nah, not for that. I've been stuck in a lift with Pez before. No, we weren't stuck in a lift. I was in a lift with her in Chennai. It and, just felt like you know, were stuck in a lift. It felt like I was stuck in the lift. Um, I was just hoping the door would
1: open. But it wasn't open. <laughs> She's a lovely girl, but
0: yeah. There's something you're about not, as well. You're not exactly
1: two peas in a pod, are you?
2: No, I think we're quite opposite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've played with her before um, in that exhibition match in India, and she, she's a really nice girl. Um, but, yeah, it was just a long lift journey.
0: There was also an Ashes series where the, the Aussie girls got told that they weren't allowed to talk to us, like weren't allowed to interact, what, so they couldn't even say good morning to us and we were like sharing mm. hotels with them and obviously seeing them at the grounds and since then it got a bit awkward, didn't it? And a lot of the girls, we've got friends in the Australian team because we've played Big Bash and like the IPL and the KSL and stuff and it just got really awkward from then.
2: Yeah, and like since then I don't
1: think any of us have forgotten
2: that no
1: i remember being at sydney actually it's 2017 for those ashes and we were, like walking down and it was like hello and they're just like heads down just ignored yeah. us and we were i remember being in the dressing room being like what's going on
0: it was weird is yeah.
1: not it yeah because you were there crossy because you were we were doing test match training i remember now
0: yeah yeah i do remember it was weird weird and since then i think now when you're stuck in a lift you don't know whether to say hi or not because you're like are they going to say hi back <laughs> so awkward Dan, thank you so much for your time. Like we said, you've been our most requested guest and we can now finally say we've had you on the podcast. So thank you for your time and go well. Thank
2: you so much for having me and I can't wait to listen to it.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Dan. And good luck, both of you, for the ashes and the washes and we'll be doing these previews throughout. Previews? Are they called previews?
0: They're called podcasts, Sal. Podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) See you, Dan. Bye. Feel really
1: bad, Crossy, that we've just ended that episode there, um, because when we came off the recording, Why actually said, "But when do we play the game?"
0: She does listen. She really listens.
1: Because we were laughing last night, be like, oh, she doesn't listen." Let's not do the quiz
0: because we don't want to take too much of a time. It's a it's game day, like and not just game day. First day of Ashes washes game day. Like it's a big day, and it's also a long day because we're playing at night. So these days are really long, so we didn't want to take too much of a time. And she no, she noticed, and, and now we've not played the game, and I feel terrible.
1: So if if she's randomly back at some point throughout this women's ashes series, she wanted to play the game.
0: But um, that we weren't lying. She genuinely does get asked for a lot, and I think she delivered. I think she was really good. Then I, I was laughing a lot.
1: Yeah, I think she was good. She made me laugh. And she's got, she's a belter. She? She's got some good stories.
0: Yeah. And she's also had, like we say, and she's played two hundred and three games for England, which is a, geez, that's a lot of cricket, but it's just not been plain sailing for her. And I think how she mentioned, she's so happy, go lucky and everything's fine. And you kind of buy into that so much that you believe her. Yeah, And I think I genuinely have seen that difference that she mentioned that like two years difference where she's now started talking and opening up more about what she's going through. Um, And I I guess in a way it's just a bit more relatable because it's now the same story that every guest has had on this podcast is that they've gone through some tough times and they've come through it and now they're enjoying cricket again. And um, yeah, it was just, it was nice to hear her talk about it, I guess.
1: Yeah, it was, it was.
0: Um, And
1: our most popular guest, where do we go from here?
0: Well, you know Steve Smith now, so we'll get him on. Uh, we'll get yeah. Scott Boland on. Um, Stokesy, did you line Stokesy up as our... Did you tell him he's our ambassador, by the way? No,
1: because, um, you know, the whole Twitter thing about a year ago. So I didn't want to push the boundaries too far.
0: That could have been your in, though, Al.
1: Could have been my in. But, yeah. Instead, I said to, said something along the lines to Boland being like, how's your last few weeks been? He was like, surreal. <laughs>
0: Wow. Imagine if you'd turn around and gone, they've been crap. He's Hated like, it. Honestly, I was like, we were like, yeah, fair enough. I think because this episode has been dedicated to shout-outs, we should do a really quick shout out to first time Australian guest we ever had on the podcast, Glenn Maxwell, for not only being the king of the hat stack in the Big Bash, but for scoring the first hundred and fifty of the Big Bash ever in what? 12 minutes? (laughs) 60 balls. What on earth, Glenn? Friend of the podcast. In fact, when we're in Melbourne,
1: he needs to come back on. And that specky that he took the other day. Well, he's doing it all for the No Balls Cricket Podcast.
0: Honestly, I messaged him and I was like, Glenn, what have I just witnessed? And his reply, you're welcome.
1: I messaged his missus being like, he's a freak. And she replied saying, insane.
0: Wow. Honestly, Glenn, shout out to Glenn Maxwell. What a, what a hero. Hat stacking, Specky's ridiculous runs in not a lot of time.
1: Yeah, I'm going to do a final shout out to the England women's cricket team. All of you, I want to wish you the best of luck in the Ashes. We haven't had them since 2014. So please, Crossy, go out there and do it. Win the Ashes and don't get stuck in a lift with Lanning and Perry because Wyatt wouldn't be happy.
0: If I do, I will document the whole situation, though. Um, Thank you very much. That means a lot to us. We've had so many lovely messages of support so far. If this episode comes out maybe in four days' time, it's because we're editing it and it took us that long. So bear with us. (laughs) Good luck
1: editing it, Crossy.
0: I'm out for a coffee.
1: Uh, Bye, everyone. Bye. And Cross strikes in the first over. It's what England were looking for. Hartley falls down the track, comes Gore, and This time, Chicken X. It's either six or out. It's six.
0: Have you just missed that amazing goal on five laps? What a goal! It's stuff the dreams are made of. Download the BBC Sounds app and you'll never miss another moment. You can go back to the start of any live show or match. <laughs> pause the commentary mid-action and even rewind to hear it again and again. Oh, oh, what a goal! Play, pause and rewind. Live radio that you control. Listen on BBC Sounds. I
1: can't believe I saw a man's willy on on a plane.